Well, this is uh, actually our prayer meeting night, and we need, of course, to have prayer for our revival. And so before we're seated, could we just begin to pray and uh, intercede tonight? Could we take a little bit of time and let's pray for our evangelist? Call his name out right now. Lord, we thank you for Brother Reese and Sister Reese. I pray that you will bring them here, Lord, prepared to minister to this people, Lord. Every every sinner that walks through the door, I pray that you will speak to their heart. Speak to us, Lord. Speak to me, oh God. Lord, you brought me from a long way off. You picked me up from the miry clay. Hallelujah. You set my feet on the rock to stay. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, I pray that every need will be met, that healings will take place. Lord, it's not because we're worthy. It's because you are worthy. Lord, we give you praise and we thank you. And, and we love you, Lord. Amen. So tonight we're going to have special prayer. And I realize the youth have their, their outbreak. And, and, uh, and you, can, you can be seated. Um, we're going to have time for prayer before we leave here tonight. So we won't, we won't take very long. Although I have a lot on my heart, I, I, I hope it doesn't take me long. But, but we're going to pray, and then uh, tonight before we leave, we'll have uh, interceded for the Lord to work in this church. And the Lord will not work unless we pray. That's absolutely for sure. He will not just work because we're, we live for God for 50 years. He won't work because of that. He will work because we pray. And we are praying, and God's going to help us now. We're, uh, let me say a couple things here before we turn in our Bibles. Uh, I want to express my thanks and, and, uh, for, and my wife's thanks for all the special acts of love during this month of pastoral appreciation. It means the world to us. And um, I've had a lot of fun. I've eaten. Uh, I've told the Lord, please, Lord, <laughs> it's pastor appreciation. <laughs> Hallelujah. And you've been very kind, and your your words have been very heartfelt, and and it's uh, it's nice. We've enjoyed. I don't know exactly what old fashioned. Uh, I'm going to have to talk to the committee. I'm not sure what old fashioned Sunday had to do with pastor appreciation. I think that they were thinking our pastor is so old that we need to have an old something old, and so that was very nice. No, I'm just kidding. But anyway, it was still fun. I had a good time. Although I didn't, uh, I didn't come old-fashioned. Sister French came with an oatmeal box in her. No, it wasn't oatmeal, but it was uh, something up there. And uh, I said, what are you going to do to be old-fashioned? She said, I'm going to wear my hair really high. But she didn't quite achieve that. But, she, but it was higher than, than normal. We, we reached a point in Pentecost where... Your hair didn't have to be over a foot high, and so that was, that was good. Now, we're at a busy season. We're, we're trying to, uh, I told the Lord, we're, we're, uh, we're believing God for revival, and uh, I feel like the Lord has <clears throat> given us his will, and uh, we talked with, uh, we, had, we had high hopes that we would have the Campatellas, and uh, they had, uh, Right down to the last minute, they had tried everything. But when you're pastoring, and uh, I want to tell you something, I always put this church first. 
I've had lots of meetings and said, I'm sorry, I, I cannot do it. I can't come at that time. But the Lord's will is being done. How many knows that God can work through any of his messengers? That, that we're sure of. Now, we have a lot of things. We have a busy, a busy, uh, it's a busy time. It's a, a time when people get a little bit perturbed at the preacher because he's, he's knocking at our door but I'm, I, I'm not going to fail to do my duty, and I feel like the Lord will help us, and we'll, we'll do our very best. First of all, we have a food pantry. Everybody say food pantry. <laughs> I expected it to be a little weak, but that's okay. The food pantry, so we need food pantry items. And we're not just looking for stuff that you wouldn't even feed the dog. We're looking for something that you, that you could give that would, wouldn't. Uh, in your Bible, James chapter 2, verse 5. So I want to wait for you to turn there. They're not, you, you all don't need to go to it. I'm, this is in addition. Uh, this is so my Bible study will be doubled in length here. James 2 and 5. Hearken, my beloved brethren, hath not God chosen the poor of this world? rich in faith, and heirs of the kingdom, which he hath promised to them that love him. Is that not James 2, 5? Is that two? All right. So God has chosen, and then verse 6 says, but you have despised the poor. He's talking to the church. So we have to be very careful uh, that we, you know, there's a, there's a delicate little balance between socialism and communism and then people taking from you and then you having a heart of compassion. I, it really doesn't seem to me to be that hard of a thing, but uh, if you don't have it, you can't give it. If you do have it, then you do your best to give. So we're, we're, uh, we're uh, believing God. We have a special benevolence need that folks are giving to. We're trying to raise several hundred dollars for a need. I would like you to um, turn with just a couple pages over to 1 John Chapter 3, 1 John. So this is the first epistle of John. So we're just almost there. Just flip over. I want to read, uh, I think it's just the one verse. Verse 17. <clears throat> I'd have you read it out loud, but then you'll be worse upset. Here we go. But whoso hath this world's goods, I mean, good, I'm sorry. See, that's what happens when your brain is not quite. Um, all right, so, but whoso hath this world's good and seeth, and is anybody, has God been good to anybody that's here to, tonight? <laughs> you can raise your hand. This isn't a trick. But whoso hath this world's good and seeth his brother have need. Now, folks, this is Bible. You, you, you may want me to preach Acts 2.38, but this is Bible. And seeth his brother have need, and shutteth up his bowels of compassion. How dwells the love of God in him? And, and uh, it goes on and on. Of course, I'm not preaching on that, but we, uh, we also have, I know, <laughs> Lord, 
<laughs> See, I get to do this. I get to do this. I get to tell you about all the things that we need to be pouring ourselves into besides revival and souls in this altar. We need to have another at least $500 for prison Bibles by Christmas time. We, we've had a request from the sheriff's office, which I take very seriously. And we have raised a little bit over the last year, but not enough, not enough to tell them that's all we're going to give. I don't feel that we should just say, well, that, we just have a little bit here. I believe we can do it if folks will mark on there. These now folks have been doing it five dollars here, and it's added up. But we need at least another five hundred, if not a thousand dollars, so we can get enough Bibles. Uh, and I think, could we lift our hands and thank God for every prisoner, every everyone in the prison that's going to have a Bible because someone's heart was open to them? Lord, we do thank you for it by Christmas, Lord. We want to do our best before the holiday. We want to have a Bible in somebody's hand. And, and we thank you for that. And we praise you for it. All right, let's, let's go. They're, they're helping me out with it there. But let's go on now to my first overlay. The church is going to be open for prayer on Saturday. We're leaving. We're, we're letting it go. We, we should have had more uh, time there. But with, the, with October being so unique and with uh, our revival falling at the end of October, as October closes out, instead of having other fast days and so on and competing with festivities and so on, we're having a day of prayer. Everybody say a day of prayer, a church-wide day of prayer. So the first Saturday of November, which of course you know is, is, uh, is not this Saturday, but the next Saturday will be, or, or is it this Saturday? It is this Saturday. It's coming fast. So the first Saturday is this Saturday, November 2nd. The doors will be open from noon. So I'm, basically I'm saying uh, come and, and fast your lunch, but you, you don't have to do that. But the church is open at noon. I'm not saying pray from noon till 6 unless you want to. But the church will be open. People will be praying. If no one's in here, we'll have uh, it'll be an atmosphere of prayer. Please don't come in here and and if it's, if it's uh, I mean, you wouldn't do it, but, but let's keep it an atmosphere of prayer. If you want a fellowship, and you, of course you do, you can you know that you'll step out to do that. But this, this auditorium will be open. Uh, the lights will be dim somewhat. There'll be music, and that will be, and folks who maybe, don't, don't think there's no one in here just because you can't see them. Believe me, I've been walked through here many times and didn't know anybody was in here. And they were in here, all right? And I've scared many a person. So, uh, so it's going to be a time of prayer. Everyone say, praise the Lord. And so no matter how much you pray, the Bible says, sow to yourselves in righteousness. Everyone say righteousness. And therefore you will reap in mercy. You want mercy from the Lord? Then you've got to sow in righteousness. God will have mercy upon the righteous. But he's not offering righteousness to the ungodly or the unconcerned. By the way, un unconcerned is an ungodly attitude. Break up your fallow ground, for it is what? Time to seek the Lord. Let's lift our hands and tell the Lord we are ready for God to talk to us. Lord, I want you to break up the fallow ground. Hallelujah. Make me what I ought to be, Lord. Give me a heart that says, yes, Lord. I want revival. I want my brother and my sister to know the gospel. Hallelujah. They that sow in tears shall reap in joy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let's pray for somebody right now. Hallelujah. Jesus, I pray that the burden, Lord, of intercession will get a hold of us and that we will see mighty things in God. We thank you for it. Let's go to the next slide. Now, to everything there is a season, a time to weep and a time to laugh. Ecclesiastes 3, 1 and 4. So revival is, according to 2 Chronicles, the humbling of ourselves. That's what revival is. It's not us having our way or doing what we like to do. Revival is the humbling of ourselves. It's praying. It's seeking after God. Hallelujah. I've often found it so amazing in a culture that watches eight hours of television a day that people find it hard to pray for five minutes. It just amazes me. I, I know that sometimes prayer is the hardest thing, and I've admitted to it. Lord, oh, I'm admitting to it. I'm not a great faster. When I fast, I'm hungry. Some people think the preacher fasts for three days, and he doesn't get hungry. Hallelujah. Man, I get hungry. And you know what I do? I dream about grits and toast and I don't even eat toast with my grits I dreamed about the biggest piece of toast the other day you ever had and I loved as a slob what's it called not slob it but uh, slather yeah slather sister French get me a dictionary to slather that butter on that toast oh I tell you what I love butter I love the kind that gets in your arteries and just gets everywhere And I love it on toast. And then my mom used to, uh, we would sprinkle sugar and cinnamon on the toast. I love that, but I never do it. But if I'm going to fast for one minute, I dream about the biggest bowls of grits you ever ate in your life. And the most lovely toast in the world. I hate it, Lord, that that's true. But it is true. I'm telling you the truth. I get so thirsty sometimes when I'm fasting. But you know what I do? I ignore it. Now, I laugh about it later, but I don't say, okay, I got to have me a Dr. Pepper. I, I just say, no, I'm fasting. I'm calling upon the Lord. It's just like prayer. Sometimes prayer. You want to do something else, but prayer is essential. If my people, if my people which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, oh Jesus. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Praise God. Put your hands together. Let's thank the Lord that he's allowed us to have a way to get involved. Hallelujah. If my people. So it's simple. We can celebrate on Thursday and we should celebrate on Thursday. And we can pray on Saturday and be revived on Sunday. Now let's keep going. I want to talk to you. This may be a little much for you. So buckle up. If you have a seatbelt, I'd like you to, to buckle it. All right, is everyone buckled in? So don't say to me, I didn't warn you. I told you, you needed to buckle up. 
All right? Now, here's the cry of a father from Matthew 17. Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is lunatic. Now, I spelt it the correct way here instead of the King James way. Now, many people are troubled by this son. We don't know his age. I'm, I'm thinking of him as being, you know, an older, older, young boy, but not a little, really, really super young boy. All right. And you can see the Greek word here, selene in Greek, selene. Are you, are you with me here? You're, you're buckled in. You're okay. We're going to go over and, you, and, and you'll, don't, you, you can hold on to the rail. Or the whatever that thing, the bar, all right? Selene is a Greek word that means what? Moon. It's the Greek word for moon. Well, the word moon has been associated with crazy people or crazy activity. How many ever heard of a loony person? All right? Well, that's because the Latin word for moon is luna. So they call them a loony person. Or we may say it's lunar. How many have ever heard of that? A lunar something being lunar. That means that's use of the Latin word. Well, what's happened is through the centuries, in fact, most of human history, people have associated. Now, some of you aren't going to like this, but you, 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 you need to give us a little bit of slack here. There are many things associated with the moon and its pull upon the body and the human race that people don't fully understand. Even the tides affect people. And we don't fully, I don't understand. I'm not claiming I do understand it. But to say that the moon has no effect upon human activity is foolish. But, but I'm not here to prove it or otherwise. What I'm telling you is that for many, 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 many centuries, people associated various types of activity with the moon that it caused the moon had caused them to be this way and so it came to be known as they were uh it, well let's use the latin they were loony now we wouldn't say they were selene because nobody uses that in english it, somebody may somewhere but it is the greek word so the bible says that he is a selene or selaniazestai, which is the Greek word that means to act as though someone who is like out of his mind or a lunatic. He oft times, see if this sounds loony to you, oft times he falleth into the fire and oft into the water. Now how many knows, now I want you to stay with me, I'm not trying to preach, I'm trying to talk to you. Nobody that has seizures is known for falling into the water and falling into the fire. Now, folks, you listen to me. I'm talking to you. A person that has seizures is not connecting that with they fall into the water and they fall into the fire. This is sinister. So these new translations that say, well, this is, these are seizures and they translate it as seizures and that it was the devil causing the seizures, which the devil may cause seizures. Is anybody with me? Are you still with me? I, I told you to buckle up. So... You may have seizures. You may have, the devil can do all kinds of things to try to, to hurt people and destroy people. He, he, all kinds of, every sickness in this world came from the devil. Because it is in the world because of sin. But this does not mean that this boy just had seizures or was even having seizures. They may have even been seizure-like, but they were, that was not causing him to jump into fires. There's nothing in the human mind. Let's say a person has seizures, which many people do. 
This is a little insensitive to even speak this way. I'm trying to connect with the King James verse here. So someone has seizures. There's no connection to that in fire and water. I've known lots and lots and lots and lots of people have seizures. They've never fallen into water. They've never fallen into a fire. This is sinister. The Bible said he often, everyone say often, that's sinister. So it's demonic. And we know it's demonic. Look here. I brought him to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. Jesus answered, O faithless and perverse generation. See, this is really the perfect scripture for the church because here the apostles are trying to do right. How many knows the apostles wanted to help people? How many knows they were good people? How many knows that they meant well? And they, you can imagine, I want to tell you, I, well, I, I'm, there are many times I wish I could have helped people, I couldn't help them. And I wasn't sure what was wrong. These apostles were not evil. They weren't, uh, they weren't ungodly. They simply could not do it. And they asked, Jesus answered the Father, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? And Jesus rebuked what? The devil. He did not rebuke the sickness. Of course, he could have. There's nothing saying he couldn't have rebuked the sickness. There was a sickness, but it was not just a sickness. It was a devil or a demon, and he departed out of him. So, What was causing him to fall into the fire was a devil. But Jesus rebuked the devil and cast it out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Can we thank God for that right now? Let's thank God because when moms and dads begin to pray and pray for their children, they cry out for their children. Why don't we pray for our children right now? Lord, help us with our families, oh God. Bring our moms and dads closer, husband and wife, children to the father and to the mother, Lord. May mom and dad cry out. If you don't cry out, who will? We thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. He was cured from that very hour. Now, that we just went over, that was just the first little deal. That's not the high part of the roller coaster. All right? That was the low part of the roller coaster. Now, let's go to the next one, brother, if you could help me here. Then came the disciples to Jesus and said, Why could we not cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, And, of course, this entire overlay is to talk to us one more time. I've been doing this for Sunday morning on and on, but we're doing it again tonight. What was Jesus' answer? Now, I want to tell you how much the devil wants to keep you from praying and fasting. All right? Is everybody with me? So Jesus said to them, why? They said, why? Why could we not cast him out? They're talking. What's wrong? What's going on here? These were sincere men. And Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief. See, some of us couldn't even receive that. See, if you're a true child of God, you can receive what's necessary to draw you into revival. If you want your children to be delivered, you're going to have to receive the answer. You have to hear the answer because of your unbelief. So you may not believe that 
God is going to draw your family into this church. But I believe that God is going to draw your family into this church. I believe that. Because of your unbelief. How be it? I've skipped everything else there. Because I'm not, I'm not focusing on that. Because of your unbelief. Verse 21. And this is the important one. That's why I put it in red. How be it? This kind goeth not out, but by prayer and fasting. Now this next little, could you lift your hands and let's ask God to help us to receive it tonight. Father, we thank you, Lord. We're, we're way up here on this mountain. Now get us to the other side. Hallelujah. Though very few of the thousands of Bible manuscripts have verse 21 missing. In other words, there are a few that do, but there are thousands. There's about 6,000 Greek manuscripts of the New Testament. So I'm going to use the 99, then you can challenge that. You guys out there want to challenge it, you can just, just call me up. The modern Bibles ignore the 99% of manuscripts, all those thousands of manuscripts that say, this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. But every new or what we would call a modernist Bible cuts the entire verse out. There is no verse 21. Are you with me? So I didn't bring one because I thought I'm not bringing that to the pulpit. I, although I've often brought them to the pulpit. Tonight I'm just sufficiently upset that I didn't bring it. I thought, well, devil, I don't, I don't have to walk to that pulpit with that Bible if I don't choose to. I don't even have to call it a Bible. So they don't even have a verse 21, and they skip right to verse 22. How dumb is that? Isn't that unbelievable? So we've had a Bible for thousands of years, and now they're cutting it out and skipping the number because they're so clever. Now, let's look at what they've done. So in other words, in the new Bibles, when the Bible says, Jesus says, what, they say, what, why couldn't we cast them out? And Jesus says, because you're unbelief. Your unbelief. That's all he said. Good, goodbye. That's it. Okay. Now, look what he says. Of course, Mark 9.29, let me read that to you in the, let's say, the authorized version. And he said unto them, this kind can come forth by nothing but by prayer and fasting. Okay, so there you have another verse where it says exactly the same thing about the exact same incident. So what did Jesus say? He said, because of your unbelief, how be it? These kind come out only by prayer and fasting. That's what Jesus said. But the devil doesn't want you to believe it because he knows if you believe it, you may obey it and you may actually have revival. So let me read it. Here you go. Their modernist text, come on, even... From their own Matthew text. In other words, they cut that out. So the modernist text of Mark varies from their own Matthew text. In other words, so they've changed the Bible, but then they have Mark saying one thing and Matthew saying something else. So let's read it. So they corrupt Mark in a different way. Did everybody get over that? Did everybody get over that with me? So they, they corrupted Matthew by cutting an entire verse out. But when they get to Mark, look what they do. This kind 
cannot be driven out by anything other. Oh, I didn't tell you where the I'm not even going to tell you where that comes from. It, you can read it in almost any modern Bible. It, it happens to be the ESV. This kind cannot be driven out by any other kind than what? Prayer. So did Jesus say it, it comes out by prayer or because of unbelief? Which did he say? The modernists in Matthew say, well, we have to cut it all out. And in Mark, they leave prayer in. But fasting never was said. No. Was Jesus answered just unbelief only or prayer only or unbelief, prayer, and fasting? How many knows that our unbelief has to be uh, gotten rid of by our prayer and our fasting? Hallelujah. And so the apostles do. Let me say one more thing about this. This notion that Mark only said, oh, this kind only comes out by praying. Then that would mean that they came to the apostles. And they didn't even pray for the boy. That's what that would mean. Well, of course, see, they, these guys, these eggheads, they stir my soul when they start ripping parts out of the Bible. But guess what? I still got a Bible. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They've been ripping on it for a long time. I still got a Bible. Praise God. Hallelujah. And every time one of the eggheads comes to me and says, well, look here, this is not supposed to be in there. Well, show me why. Tell me why. Well, because of so and so. Well, why would that be a reason you'd rip it out of the Bible? Well, I'm not sure, but they told me you're supposed to rip that out of the Bible. Well, you better leave it in there. Hallelujah. How many knows the whole word is true? Praise God. His word is true. All right, let's go to the next slide. So Paul told the Corinthian church, give yourselves. Everybody say, give yourselves to fasting and prayer. Could we lift our hearts together right now? Let's ask God to help us. Lord, you said that you would... Uh, you would give reward openly, Lord, those that done, have done it in secret. Oh, God, we thank you. We praise you. Lord, you see in secret what we've done, what we prayed and how we've lived. So we want to give ourselves, oh, God, to prayer and fasting. We want to be a church that prays and fasts, Lord. We can have revival if we will pray and fast. We can bind Satan. Let's, let's speak against the devil right now. Could we do that? Let's ask God to set people free right now. Could you pray that prayer? Could you open your mouth and actually pray that prayer? Lord, I pray that you will set the captive free right now. I pray that chains will be broken, that families will be mended, that lives will be changed. Lord, I pray that sin will be that you will set people free from their sin, that you will show them a revelation of truth. Hallelujah, Lord. I pray revival will come. Let revival come. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, how many know, let's go to the next slide, that Jesus promised us his power. Does anybody know that's in the Bible? How many knows that's in the Bible? That he promised us his power. For example, look at, uh, John 14 and 12. See right here? I put the verse right there. He that believeth on me. It would say, he that believeth on me. The works that I do shall he do also. Praise God. And greater works than these shall he do. Acts 1 says, Jesus told them, ye shall receive power. Does anybody here have the Holy Ghost? Praise God. You've got power then. You've got the power that you need. When the Holy Ghost comes on you, you receive power. So what did Jesus do? He arose, rebuked the winds and the sea. There was a great calm, but the men marveled, saying, What manner of man is this, that even the winds and the sea obey him? 
even the winds. I mean, just think about it. Here's a man that speaks. I want to tell you something. I want to tell you what God wants us to believe. We can do anything we need to do. We can have we can have miracles. We can have answers. We can have people. You can talk to someone. And they say, I was going to do so and so. And all of a sudden they drop the knife and they're and they're completely changed because God has more power than any devil in this world. Hallelujah. 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 And Mark one says he, he has authority, even even here we go, even even over the unclean spirits. So we have nothing to be afraid of. And if we are afraid, how many knows that people do lots of things when they're afraid? You could be afraid and still believe God. Been many, so I've seen some of the bravest people I've ever known were, were cancer survivors that, that just held on. They just believed and trusted God. <laughs> Hallelujah. There have been revivals happening. I think what we need to do, oh, ikata shata yandaba. We've been having revivals, but we, I mean, we've been having miracles, but we have not been giving God the praise he deserves for those miracles. We have seen some mighty miracles in this church. In just the last month, God has done marvelous things, and yet we have been satisfied with a couple clap of the hands. But I believe we need to praise him with all of our heart and say, Lord, I want to have the power that Jesus has in my life because you're going to give me power over the wind and the waves, hallelujah, over evil. You're going to give us answers that we need, and we thank you for it. Praise God. Has, if anybody here been healed, would you just clap your hands and praise him a little bit? Would you just give him a little dance? I'll give him a little dance right here. Lord, you've been good to me. Hallelujah. You blessed me. You gave me hope. Lord, I'm thankful for it. I do not have one thing, Lord, to be sorry about. You gave me victory. Hallelujah. You gave me hope and blessing. You gave me power. You gave me power. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And there was, let's go to the next slide. And there was a man with an unclean spirit and Jesus rebuked him saying, hold thy peace and come out of him. That's the power that we have. Someone said, well, I'm just afraid. You know, I'm not Jesus, and I'm just afraid. Well, if you're afraid, go ahead and do it. How many knows that you can speak the name of Jesus? Does anybody know you can speak the name of Jesus? And when the unclean spirit had torn him and cried with a loud voice. Did you know there's people that even think that if you had the right, you know, power, the devil wouldn't even wiggle his little toe? That's not true. Jesus, Jesus, the God of the universe, and the devil put on a little display. How many knows the devil likes to put on a display? So he tore him, said, hold your peace. The devil, Jesus told him, hold your peace. And the unclean spirit, instead of holding his peace, see, he was putting on a little, little show. I know some people don't like me saying it that way, but that's, that's one way to think of it. And when the unclean spirit had torn him and cried with a loud voice, that's not holding your peace. That's the devil saying, I, I'm going to, I'm going to little, I'm going to little, ah, oh, a little better. It was his last little whimper. You may not like it, but I want to tell you something. My God is bigger than the devil. Hallelujah. God can deliver your family because God is bigger than their problem. He's bigger than their sin. We got people living and on their way to hell, they're not even, have not one day served the Lord. But God is getting ready to lift them out of the miry clay. 
They were all amazed, saying, For with authority commandeth he even the unclean spirits, and they do obey him. All right, let's go on. Let's look at, I, at Isaiah. So why would a people, let's go to the next slide. Why would a people squander divine opportunity? Will you, will you think of that question for a moment? Why would people squander divine opportunity? And I'm thinking here of, of godly people. I know the sinners. I know why they, I'm absolutely certain why they do. Uh, but why would people that have divine opportunity, why would they not avail themselves? So God's people in the time of, of Isaiah were languishing, and I've given you a one, two, three, four scriptures on the left. They were languishing far from righteousness at the very door of judgment. And Isaiah the prophet called them to repentance, prayer, and fasting. The reason is that that is always what God calls us to. Now, some people think, I, I, I remember, well, let's not go there. I'm trying to be... Uh, it's just that simple. It, it, you don't have to be, okay, now I'm, you know, I've been in doing all these things. Now I need to shout and run, knock a hole in that wall over there. No, just because you've been in sin doesn't mean you need to knock a hole. Because if you knock a hole in that wall, you're going to have to fix it. All right? That, that, that's not, that, that, just because you knock a hole in the wall doesn't make you spiritual. I had one guy years ago back, oh, Lord, help me, but, but I, he, he just thought he was spiritual if he was running into people. And I said, mm, mm, mm. No, no. If you hurt that little saint one more time, I'm going to lay hands on you. Oh, but Brother French, I'm in the spirit. No, you're, no, no, no. No, that's not what you're in. What you're doing right now is as carnal as you can get. And you're doing it because you, you think that makes you spiritual. What you need to do is rejoice for whatever God has done and keep your eyes open. And be careful what you're doing. Because what is important here is, have you repented? Are you praying? Are you seeking God? Or is this just an exhibition? Because when you repent and you pray and you fast, all of heaven takes notice of what is happening. Awake, awake, put on thy strength, O Zion. Put on thy beautiful garments. Who hath believed our report and to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? Does anybody believe the report of the Lord here tonight? Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. These are all the prophecies of Isaiah. Is this not the fast that I have chosen to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free, and that ye break every yoke? Yes, indeed, is it, it is. Let's put our hands together and thank God that he is able. He is giving us opportunity for revival. So what did, what did Israel do? They squandered their opportunity. Let's go to the next one. What did Daniel do? Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house and his window, let's stand, and he went and the window was being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem. He kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God because he refused to stop praying they threw him into a lion's den. Nevertheless, Daniel's prayer, Hebrews 11 says, stopped the mouths of lions. 
Praise God. I want us to lift our hearts right now and let's ask God to help us to shut the mouths of the enemy right now. Lord, I thank you because you're a mighty God. I, I need some music. Lord, I thank you because your anointing is in the house tonight. Lord, we didn't come to be here all night, but we did come to seek the face of the Lord. We've come tonight to trust you. Now we're going to celebrate, and, we, and it's all right that we do. But Lord, we're coming back here on Saturday, and we're going to pray. If it's for 10 minutes or for an hour or two hours, we're going to seek the face of God. We're going to magnify you, Jesus. We're going to praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. If my people, which are called by my name, I need some prayer warriors to step out into the aisle right now. I want you to pray for a pew that's near you there. Pray for somebody or pray for someone's going to be coming or uh, get over somewhere where there's an empty pew and wave your hand over that. If, if you can do that or if you're not too stuffy, if you could just pray and say, Lord, right now, Lord, I pray that everybody walks in the door. will feel the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I pray that every life, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, I pray for loved ones. I pray for family, Lord, that's not even going to be here. My own family, I pray for them. I pray for loved ones. I pray for my friends, my neighbors, Lord. Talk to my neighbors. Help me to make a difference with my neighbors. Lord, I pray you'll open the windows of heaven, that you'll pour us out a blessing that we can't even contain. Hallelujah. I pray, Lord, your Holy Spirit will have its way in our midst, oh God. We love you. We thank you. We praise you. We praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. That's it. Hallelujah. I need a couple, couple of you that will just walk around this perimeter of this sanctuary right now. now. You don't have to run. Just walk around the perimeter of this sanctuary and claim everything in this sanctuary for the glory of God. Could we do that, a couple of us? Let's just march around this sanctuary. I'm praying. <laughs> We're praying, Lord. Lord, see my heart. Lord. You see me, Lord. You know me, Lord. You understand my ways. You know who I am. You know who I am, Lord. Lord, I pray for every life. I pray that somebody that's never heard of Pentecost will be drawn by the Spirit to come to this house. I pray that this will be the time. They'll wonder why now, why this Sunday, but it'll be the Holy Ghost drawing them into this place and that they will step into the house of God and that you will move in such a way that they will hear for the first time the wonderful saving grace of God and the blood of Jesus Christ and the power of your spirit, Lord. You can speak to the waves of God and calm the storm. You're the peace speaker. You're the answer, Jesus. And we thank you, Jesus. Have a sacred moment here. Lord, it doesn't just have to be loud. We thank you for the glory. 
but we want to stand in your presence, Lord. Talk to us, Lord. Talk to us, Lord. Hallelujah. Have your way, Lord, in this last day. Lord, I pray for everyone under the sound of my voice right now. I pray for hope and restoration. I pray for peace and tranquility. I pray for the power of God. Lord, I thank you for the wonders of God and for the hope that's in our heart. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, yes. Hallelujah. What king? Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. But now, come on, let's sing it one more time. Oh, it was amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch just like me. lost but now I'm found I was blind oh but now I see could we just love him here just a moment before we dismiss thank you Lord thank you Lord Let's, let's hold it just, just for a moment there. Want us to pray for the fall fest. The, I know the rain is coming. And, but I want us to pray for safety. And